Welcome to Scaling with Disha, the show that helps online entrepreneurs to scale their business to six figures and beyond without the hustle or the overheads. I'm your host, Disha Waddup, and I'll be here each week to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to. Welcome to another episode of Scaling with Disha. I am so excited to be here with you today. And we're going to be talking to Alicia Kramer. And we're going to be talking all about self-imposed limitations and making sure that we're overcoming some of those mindset issues that are holding you back from scaling to six figures. Alicia, introduce yourself. Tell us some of your amazing things that you've been going on. All right. Well, thank you, Disha. Uh, So I have been a business mindset coach for over a decade. Um, I've been referred to as the go-to hypnotherapist for entrepreneurs. So I have been uh, helping high, high performance business owners. Um, Really, I mean, entrepreneurs are my people. I love, love, love business owners. Um, And I've been helping them overcome a lot of those mindset issues that every single one of us has. Okay. So not everybody will admit it, (laughs) but we see it in our results. And it's eventually at some point, most successful business people reach a place where they recognize that they are getting in their own way. Yeah. And it's those fears, the, the self-doubt, old beliefs around being successful, fears around failure, fears around um, what are people going to think? Who am I to be doing this? Um, The money mindset stuff, which is a huge piece, even for my clients who own companies that are worth millions, multiple millions of dollars, still dealing with all of this old programming that slows us down. Yeah. And we've got to do the inner work. We've We've got to release that stuff. We've got to let it go. And I mean, honestly, it's, it's really the only way, even people who are not proactively working with someone on their inner game stuff, they're still reading books. You know, there's, they're doing the work in some capacity, but we all have to do it. And sometimes we bump up against the really sticky stuff. Uh, you know, the, the thing that keeps nagging at us, the reason we won't uh, take bigger risks or play a bigger game or do what we need to do to get to the next level. Um, you know, those are the things that are really, really scary and yeah. seem like it's, it's better to, to play small. It's better to stay safe. Uh, but at some point, on the entrepreneur's journey, your inner being is just nagging at you. And that's when you've got to sometimes reach out and say, I, I've tried all the stuff and I can't do this myself. And that's where I come in and I get in people's heads and I help them unravel all of those limitations that are holding them back. I absolutely love this because I think mindset is such an important thing to people for people to work with and it and like you said it doesn't matter where you are in your business there's always a new hurdle there's always something new to come up against so how did you get into this field how did you find yourself the hypnotist for entrepreneurs how did that come about that is a long story so I will (laughs) give you the short version 
Uh, so I have been an aspiring entrepreneur since I was 18 years old. And to put it into perspective, I'm in my early 40s now. Uh, so there was a desire to do my own thing uh, from a very, very early age. And I just could not get traction on any of my business ventures. Fast forward in my mid twenties, I was uh, physically and sexually assaulted and it created a lot of trauma, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that was a catalyst for me to really do a lot of deep inner healing work. I went to a hypnotherapist. I went to an EFT practitioner. I went to a uh, a bunch of different types of energy workers. So I really started to deeply immerse myself into doing the inner work. It was incredibly transformational for me. Um, and so much so that I was very inspired to help other people. So I started another business <laughs> and I did get a little tiny bit of traction with that. I was an EFT practitioner for anybody who doesn't know EFT is short for emotional freedom techniques. It is an energy psychology technique where you resolve stress and anxiety, and um, you can work through limiting beliefs and even some traumas and things like that. Uh, but I still didn't really have like the business skills. So a couple of years went by and I still had my little tiny uh, EFT practice where I was working with a couple of clients here and there as they would come in and I was managing a cell phone store and I got pregnant with my first child and I just could not send him off to daycare or a babysitter while I was working 10, 12 hour days at a job that I didn't want to be at. It wasn't where my heart was. And I decided I had to do it right. So I went back to school for psychology. I went to school. I got my certification as a hypnotherapist from HMI, which is a nationally accredited college of hypnotherapy here in the United States. Um, I got my master's degree in metaphysical science, went deep down the rabbit hole into really taking my understanding of universal laws and principles um, to a very advanced level. And I opened a hypnotherapy practice, a brick and mortar hypnotherapy practice and put working for other people behind me once and for all, and just fully immersed myself into understanding how to be a business owner, which involved so much mindset work <laughs> and so much learning the real like bones of building a business. And that ended up, um, transforming into an international coaching and hypnotherapy practice where I specialize in working with business owners, because that was just where my heart was. And I've been doing that now, like I said, for over a decade. Wow. It's, that's such an amazing journey to have gone through all of that stuff. And you've studied so much more than I've ever heard of in, <laughs> in, in mindset work, which is phenomenal. What are the things that you find or that you see come up often for entrepreneurs as they are scaling their business and how, how do they deal with those? How, how can they start to unravel those things? So we have to remember that we have an entire lifetime worth of conditioning in our minds. Much of it does not support success. It supports staying safe, staying alive, right? 
That is not ideal when you are growing a business. It is completely counterintuitive, in fact, because business involves a lot of risk. It doesn't have the safety and the security of a nine to five job, which I mean, really how much security is there even for people who are doing that? Yeah. You can lose that in an instant, Um, but that's not what we're taught. That's not what we're conditioned with. We're also oftentimes taught to be, um, you know, quiet. Don't make a lot of noise. Certainly don't you know, don't sell, don't sell anything. Salespeople are bad. Don't be pushy or, you know, come off in any way that might offend people. Um, And it's not that we do those things necessarily as business people, but we're stepping outside of a lot of those comfort zones. Yeah. So we're going to encounter so much resistance in so many different areas. And then we have well-meaning family and friends who are also conditioned to play it safe saying, what are you doing? Are you out of your mind? Right. And when we're already contending with a lot of those inner things, having other people say them to us is really just reinforcing those fears, doubts, insecurities, and self-imposed limitations. The other piece of this is our self-image. So who have you been up to this point? Most of us have not had the luxury of growing up in an environment surrounded by successful business people. Now, even those of us who have had family members who were maybe somewhat entrepreneurial, right? I believe your your father is a business owner. My parents are dairy farmers, so technically they are um, self-employed, but the foundation really was not there. There was so much scarcity. There was still so much of that limited thinking. And we have to start to completely change who we've perceived ourselves to be because the person that you've seen yourself, I mean, really who you are right now is what your self-image is. Yeah. That's what you believe. And it's what you expect is possible for you. You want to create something new for yourself. You have to create a self-image that matches who you want to become. And that's all inner work. So those are right there, some huge pieces that all of us have to work through and continue to work through. um, Because every time we up-level, we're going to encounter a new level of fears, doubts, and insecurities about taking that next step, taking that new leap. And we have to change our self-image again to believe that it's even possible for us to have that next level of success, to have more employees, to have more income. I mean, these are things that a lot of people don't understand are really, really deep rooted in our subconscious mind. Yeah, And that's why most people don't change very much. Right. (laughs) Like you pretty much are just like recreating the same over and over and over again. And even the people who do have some growth and progress, it's very incremental. Yes. Yeah. That's, I see that a lot in people that aren't in the entrepreneurial space and they do the same thing every year. And you're like setting goals or going for anything. And it just, I'm just doing the same job, doing the same life next year is the same. I think that just blows my mind personally. (laughs) But how do, how do people, 
break that down and create that self-image? How can you do that for your next level? So there are a couple of different pieces that have to happen simultaneously. I love to use the analogy of planting a beautiful flower garden. When you are doing all of this good stuff to learn new skills, to grow, personal growth, business growth, all of the courses, all of the trainings, all of the stuff, you are planting seeds, beautiful, beautiful plants. But we also have weeds. We have weeds from our old beliefs, our old expectations, our old fears, the stuff that has been conditioned into us. You've got a beautiful flower garden and you've got big, ugly weeds. Those weeds are going to adversely affect your flower garden. So we have to plant all of those seeds, which helps our mind to start to dream bigger, to, you know, to believe it's possible and gives us the, the skills that we need to create those new levels of success. But we also have to pull weeds. So that's where different tools and techniques that can help you to shift subconscious programming is so valuable because willpower alone can only get you so far. And it can be a very, very tiring way of moving forward because you're literally dragging all of this heavy resistance with you as you're creating something new for yourself. So when you have strategies for pulling those weeds, it really just helps to accelerate your growth. Yeah. What are some of those strategies that people could use to pull those weeds from their garden and start sowing the good seeds? (laughs) So you can find a lot of different techniques. Um, I call them tools because that's really how they should be treated. And that's what I teach my clients. I give you tools. I may teach you EFT. I may teach you some different reframing techniques. I might um, teach you some different releasing processes. I may teach you some different visualization techniques. Obviously, we're going to be doing some of that one-on-one, but I love for people to have tools in their own toolbox that they can use when they need them. That's empowering. None of us should ever be reliant upon someone else to pull all of our weeds. There's too many of them. (laughs) Yes. So, um, you know, you can learn, you can learn things like EFT. You can learn things like NLP. Um, You can buy individual programs and courses for shifting things. I sell um, and have actually a lot of free hypnosis audios on my YouTube channel. That can be helpful for pulling some of those weeds. There are really a lot of different techniques. And it's, it's just, you've got to be careful. You don't want to get overwhelmed because an overwhelmed mind will not take action. And one of the things that I've seen is so common. I've, I learned it the hard way and I've seen a lot of beautiful entrepreneurs do this as well. Once you learn a technique and it really is effective for helping you to uproot some of those old things, it can be very tempting to want to fix everything that's wrong with you. And it's not the right place to put your focus. So we all 
have so many things that maybe are not ideal, things we don't really particularly care for about ourselves, ways that we'd like to improve. But here is something that I really hope anyone listening um, will take to heart. You want to spend the majority of your time, your focused attention on where you're going, how you want to feel, what you want to create on nurturing the flower garden and only spend a small percentage of your time pulling the weeds. Because here's the thing, when you're growing, you're going to bump up against your stuff. You're going to get triggered by your old stuff. You're going to feel the negativity. You're going to feel the fear. It is going to happen automatically. That's when you use your tools. It's like, You don't take your toolbox going around the house, just looking for problems. You've got a problem. You go, you fix it. You get on with your life. Yeah. And our inner work needs to really be handled the same way. Because I've seen a lot of people literally get sucked into spending years working on fixing themselves, doing all the different techniques all of the different modalities, all of the different things. And they're like, why am I not getting anywhere? It's like, where have you been putting all of your attention on growing your business or on dwelling on everything that's not right about you? You're never going to be hundred percent right. So just embrace. We're all imperfect. All successful people are imperfect. It's just about getting out of your own way when, when you pump up against your stuff and just keep going in the right direction. Uh, That is um, amazing because I think there's a, there are a lot of people that go, Oh, I need to, like you said, fix this first. And I'm like, just do the strategy stuff and do that at the same time. Because if you focus on that, then the other thing isn't working and you're just then one step back, one step down and one step forward and one step backwards and that sort of thing. Whereas rather than how you said, just powering through and adding those things in. So with that being said, do you think that you need to work on this daily or is it something that you do weekly or do you have to even plan it into your schedule or do you just use these things as it comes up and as you're going through life? Well, it really depends on whether we're talking about this as a way of being, or if we're talking about just using your tools as needed, because there is a distinction, right? You should always be working on your mindset, empower yourself, be reading books, taking programs, expanding your mind, um, participating in masterminds. Um, networking and associating with like-minded entrepreneurs, not to, not to chit chat about, you know, soccer games and things like that, but like business growth strategy, be networking, be collaborating, be growing, filling your mind and your environment with the right stuff. That is a part of mindset. Yes. Right. Now, the other piece of it is doing your inner work. And that is something that, that's why I said it's like a tool toolbox. You want to learn these tools and you want to use them as needed. So when you have something going on in your life or in your business that has you triggered, you can feel that negativity. You can feel it. It pulls on you. It pulls on your mind, takes you off your game. 
you need to deal with it. The longer you let that go and let it fester, that's building negative momentum. That'll throw you off into the weeds and it's that much harder to get yourself back on track. So like when I'm working with my clients, typically I'm doing one session per week. Now, if it's a newer client, we might actually do two sessions per week just to clear away whatever it is that they're going through. That's already highly triggered because that's usually when someone will seek out help. Yeah. Right. Um, But then it becomes just that kind of maintenance. Let's be focused on where you're going, up-level your mindset clear away the resistance, work on that new self-image because it is an ongoing process. And I, I've had some clients that have worked with me for years, like lots of years. And I always say, it's not because it's not working. It's taking that long. They would have left a long time ago, right? It's because they just keep growing And we do always bump up against that stuff. Like I said, we've got a lifetime worth of it. And every time you up level, you're going to hit a whole bunch of resistance that you're going to have to work through. I had a client say to me uh, not too long ago, she's like, am am I abnormal? Is this normal? Do you have any other clients who have so many issues? And I said, (laughs) you know, you are accelerating faster than most people. Yeah. So you're going to bump up against more stuff. That's part of the process. You've got that you're going at a faster pace. You know, a lot of people are just kind of taking it slow and that's okay. You do what feels right to you. But a lot of my clients, they're go-getters, you know, they're, they're the big vision thinkers. They know that they're the entrepreneur and they know that they want to do more. They want to be more. They want to experience more. And when you put your foot on the accelerator and you're going faster, you're going to smash into more bugs, right? So yeah. <laughs> so how do they, how would somebody know that they're going through this enough to need help, right? Because we're, I mean, as entrepreneurs, there's always those roller coaster images that you see of every, not every day is the day that you think you're going to make millions <laughs> every day. Some days you're like, I just want to get a job. Cause that would be easy. Right. Um, when do you know that you should be getting help? And it's not just one of those down days on that roller coaster. And the next day is going to be flying high again. Well, that's an individual thing. And a lot of people, if we're really honest with ourselves, we wait way longer then we probably should to get the help that we need. And that is because of those very limitations. It's the the fears. It's the, I'm comfortable with my current situation. And it comes down to self-honesty. When we have a serious heart-to-heart with ourselves, and we recognize that we're not where we want to be, that is when we have to make a decision. You know, are we going to continue to stay on this trajectory or are we going to do something different? Because we each have that decision, you know, that, that decision point, that critical decision point. And it happens over and over and over again. We're constantly provided with opportunities to pull our head out of our, you know what, and make a change. And, um, If you're not ready, if you're not ready yet, you can take 
all sorts of programs. You can do all sorts of things and your results are not really going to change very much at all. So what is the difference between someone who takes a program and the other 90% of people who took that program who didn't get any results or got very little results and that, you know, 10% of people who just crush it? What's the difference? Yeah, it really is that commitment inside of them. It is, I'm not playing games. I'm not going to allow myself to play small anymore. I know it's going to be hard and I'm going to do it anyway. And there is no other option. Yeah. When people are really honest with themselves, which is not something people like to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, you can, you can be very, very objective and say, what is it that I really want? And why don't I have that? Yeah. And there will be wishy-washy stuff going on within you. There are a lot of people who are just wishing for something bad enough to happen in their business so they can go get a job. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's okay. Give yourself permission. Don't, don't, don't hit rock bottom. Give yourself permission to go get a job. If this is not the right time or the right path for you, but there's also a lot of incredible entrepreneurs who are feeling called to do bigger things, to play a bigger game, to make a bigger positive impact. And they are holding themselves back because of fear. They're holding themselves back because of things they don't want to deal with. You've got to knock it off. It's not going to change on its own. It's not like one day you're going to wake up and things are just magically going to be different. You have to make the decision to be willing to do the inner work and to be willing to stretch and to be willing to grow, even if it's uncomfortable. And the reality is you're not comfortable now anyway. Yes, that, <laughs> that is so true. There's so many things that I teach my clients in, in even in organic marketing, they're like, I don't want to do that because, or that doesn't feel right because I'm like, these are just excuses. You're just making excuses. I'm telling you that what you need to go and do. And if you don't want to do it, you're making excuses for whatever reason that is coming up for you. Um, but those are things that you need to get over, <laughs> move on move on. Right. And there are so many things that come up in growing a business that you just hit something. You're like, I don't want to do that for whatever reason. You're like, I don't want to do it. I, I, it's so true. And I'll tell you for anyone that's experiencing this who is everyone. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I am my own best client and there have been plenty of times that I've held myself back in certain areas mm-hmm. because I was doing the same thing. And the reality is we have to just keep challenging those things and we have to keep using the tools. And it's amazing to me. And, and I got so frustrated with myself a couple of times because like I have made so much progress in so many areas of my, my life and my business. And by maybe other people's standards, I'm doing quite well for myself, but there were certain areas where I wasn't going for it. Yeah. I was still playing small. I was still allowing my fears, doubts, and insecurities to influence the decisions that I was making in my business. And I wasn't challenging them. I was just 
pushing forward, plowing through. And we've got to be careful about that. That's why we have to do a regular, honest assessment because we can have breakthroughs and still be holding ourselves back in a lot of ways. And I challenge my clients all the time. And that's why, you know, you want to get into some type of consistency. You want to have something to just keep pushing you forward because when we have a, a breakthrough, we're, we're happy. We've released so much of that heavy resistance. It feels good. We just want to stay in this nice, comfortable place. Now we outgrow that comfort very, very quickly, but we keep telling ourselves, Oh no, 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 no. I've made it. This is good. This is good. But your inner being is propelling you to the next step, the next step. And we need people to call us out on our stuff Yes, because we are so acclimated to our mind stuff, to the mental talk that we don't even catch our self-limiting talk. It just feels normal, right? And it's usually not unless you really hit one of those big triggers where you're like, whoa, and that's when you look at it. Can't tell you how many times I've been in conversation in a session with a client and they're just talk, talk, talking away, thinking they're just getting away with something, you know, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. You know, I can hear yeah. their limiting self-talk. They don't even realize they're doing it. They don't even realize that they're holding themselves back. Yeah. So it's totally natural. It's totally normal. And that's why we're, you know, one is a very lonely number. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How can they, how can they regularly have these check-ins if they're not ready to work with somebody like yourself yet? What can people do to have these regular check-ins for themselves and know and catch themselves sort of having that negative talk and then notice those patterns for themselves rather than waiting till it gets to critical point? Well, mindfulness is something that we need to learn. Mm. And if you even buy, buy some, buy a book on mindset, right? Do something, do something, create a practice. Even if you are only reading 10 minutes a day of your mindset book, um, schedule an hour out of your, out of your week, you know, for, inner work. Yeah. Whatever that might be for you. Um, like I said, I've got plenty of free hypnosis audios on my website, go to my website, you opt in, get it for free, right? Schedule time to work on your inner game. Um, I would say if you can get to the place where you are more aware that you are feeling negative emotions, and you've learned a couple of different tools and techniques for working through those, you're ahead of the curve. A lot of people have not even done that. Yeah. And that's something that anyone can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's really important that you said um, 10 minutes or an hour a week, because I, I don't know about anybody listening, but for myself, one of the things that I struggle with when it comes to mindset work is the people like you need three hours a day to sit down and journal and meditate and do all the things. I'm like, I don't have three hours a day, all of that stuff. Like, are you insane? No. And then I think that 
then you don't do anything because you're like, well, three hours seems overwhelming. I don't have time for that today. So you don't do anything rather than just thinking, well, maybe I'll just do the 10 minutes, right? Whereas if you sitting down to do 10 minutes seems easy, I can fit that in my day. And then I wouldn't avoid it either. Right, exactly. So think of it as, and I love this analogy. I learned this from um, a technique called the mental bank. Um, that is a, a process that I sometimes use with some of my clients. I learned it uh, when I was going to school uh, for hypnotherapy. So if you have a bucket and you're just putting one pebble in there at a time, that's your 10 minutes a day. That's your 20 minutes a day, right? That's the little bit of mindset work. That's a reading for five minutes here. Listen to a 10, 15 minute meditation there. Um, Just take five minutes if you're triggered and do some releasing work. Okay. Those are all pebbles. Now, at first you're looking in this big bucket and you're saying to yourself, Hmm, that doesn't look like much, but when you just keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again, pretty soon your bucket is filling up. Yeah. Every little step in the right direction is a step in the right direction, no matter how big or how small. And we so often discount all those little things and the little things matter, just like your negative feelings matter. They matter. You, you spend five minutes worrying here. That turns into 10 minutes. That turns into a half an hour. Pretty soon you've spent half of your day in a bad mood. Yeah. In the right mindset. You're not productive. Well, maybe you didn't have to take three hours to do your mindset work, but if you would have at least given yourself 20 minutes to clean up your, your mindset, clean up your energy, you would have been so much more productive. Yeah. So much more efficient, so much more effective. You don't have that 20 minutes to spare. Don't trick yourself into thinking that pushing through with all of that resistance is doing you any good. Because what happens when, you know, what happens when you're in that chronic negative state, right? You burn out, you're not so fun to be around, you repel people, right? Yeah. Your message is coming off a little bit abrasive. Yeah. I mean, holistically, that 20 minutes can be exponential in terms of value by just by virtue of getting your head straight, keeping yourself in the right mindset. Yes. So what does working with a mindset coach like yourself really look like in terms of actionable things for people is it like a therapist where you go in you're like okay I'm just gonna sit and talk for a bit or do you go in with a plan to do some hypnosis what does that look like what do you take your your clients through sure and every coach is different um you know my background is really in the deeper work So there are a lot of people who have the label of mindset coach that are going to be very different than I am. They're working at a a higher level of the mind. I'm working at a deeper level of the mind. So when I'm working with my clients, you come into the session, I'm going to get a read off of you right away. What is going on? Whatever's triggered for you right now, we start there. Because even if your ultimate goal is, um, to work on this area of your life or your business, 
but this thing is triggered. You know, you had a really rough morning with your kids and your husband and you just, it's, it's pulling on you. It's weighing on you. We've got to clean that up because if we don't, any work that we try to do on this other area is not going to be as effective. And here's what a lot of people don't realize. When we're working on this subject matter over here, that is the presenting issue in your life right now, there's usually tie-in to deeper patterns, deeper habits. Uh, A lot of people are full of self-worth issues, self-confidence issues, self-esteem issues, um, self-love, treating themselves with respect, personal boundaries. Now, we clean that stuff up and then it naturally will sort of segue into other things and we can get into some of the reframing, some of the shiftings, pulling those weeds, creating that new self-image. Every session is very organic. Sometimes it may include visualization exercises. Uh, It might involve some type of releasing work. Um, Occasionally it may include a bit of hypnosis, although most of what I do with my clients is conversational hypnosis. Seems like it's just you and me talking about your stuff and using techniques to work at the subconscious level of the mind to pull those weeds and to plant new seeds. So it is a very different process than maybe you'd have with a different type of coach, but in all of the years that I've been doing this, this work, I've found that using the tools as a toolbox and not as a strategy is so much more effective for transformation than just always doing one technique. Like when I have my general hypnotherapy practice, do you want to lay on the couch today or would you like to sit on the chair today? You know, and then going through the same technique, the same process over and over, which can be really effective for certain things. But I found we can bust through limiting beliefs like bam, 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 really, really fast by taking this slightly different approach. Yeah. So it's it's unique, um, I'll say. <laughs> I love that. So how can anybody who's listening thinks, oh my God, Alicia is amazing. How, how am I going to get in contact with you? How can I work with you? What does that look like? The website is the best way to connect with me. It is aliciakramer.com. I have all my social media links there. I've got the free hypnosis I was talking about. Um, you can learn more about me. You can access the online store if you want to purchase um, you know, any of the programs or audios. And if you need to reach out, contact information is there as well. Amazing. And I'll pop that link down below. Is there anything that you came to say today that you didn't get a chance to say that you feel like our audience must hear from you? There's a reason that you feel inspired to do what you're doing. So many people think that I'm just doing it because I don't want to work at a job or, you know, I like this thing and it could provide for me financially. And they discredit the real pull. And when you do that, it opens up self-doubt and self-sabotage and all sorts of 
seemingly justifiable excuses for holding yourself back and playing small. And I'm telling you right now, there is a reason that you feel inspired to do what you're doing. Do not discount that. There are people who are ready for you, who need you at all of the different stages of your growth. And when you say yes to you, you are saying yes to all of them too. Yay, that's an amazing, so powerful moment to leave that on. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And I will drop all of those links down below. And if anybody's listening, make sure you go and check Alicia out because she is amazing and dropped so many bombs today. So uh, yeah, we'll see you next week for another episode of Scaling with Disha. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that you genuinely learned something from today's episode. If you found this episode useful, then please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. I personally read each and every one. Until next time, bye.